Welcome to the Restoration Counseling Podcast. It's not for therapists, it's for everybody. I'm your host, professional counselor, Jared Pogue. Not everybody needs counseling, but certainly everybody needs a little help every now and then. Hope you're doing well. I know there's a sickness going around my house, a general sense of exhaustion and congestion to top it all off. Um, Sickness is different for adults than it is babies, in case you're curious. Uh, I've learned that the hard way. My 16-month-old daughter has a wonderfully strong immune system for someone her age, but unfortunately she's really starting to get what's going around the house. So here's hoping for a speedy recovery for her and the entire household and possibly for yourself. This week, I'm going to be diving into uh, a 101 course about cutting, essentially. Cutting is a large and often misunderstood topic that I hope to be covering with great dignity and respect, while also fighting with some of the misconceptions that have been tagged onto it. Um, And one of the things that I didn't get to say during this episode, but (laughs) there were plenty that I didn't certainly did not get to touch on. Um, One of these is the fact that cutting is significantly rising in the adolescent male population. Everyone has a theory as to why, but we haven't yet discovered exactly um, the reason. Um, I'll just simply state that a once seemingly niche topic has become well-known fact among many. We can no longer treat cutting as a tertiary or out-of-sight, out-of-mind issue. You know plenty of people who are actively cutting, whether you realize it or not. So with that said, uh, let's enter in and enjoy today's show. On the outside, cutting seems to be a very odd and particularly horrible behavior. It looks cultish, illogical, uh, downright incomprehensible. Most parents that I talk to are often angry and bewildered when they come across their sons or daughters cutting. These parents look to me for answers, wanting some sort of script that says something like, Oh, they're just trying something new. Or they heard about it online or from a friend and wanted to know what it was all about. Or, oh, it's just a phase and disappears within six to eight weeks. While these anticipated answers may be true for some, for most, these sentences do not apply. Instead of the canned, scripted answers that itching ears are dying to hear, I typically start by asking the parent what they think the reason is and what do they want the answer to be. I found that the answer to this typically ends with tears from the parent. In short, they typically want to the canned and simplistic answers. But at their core, they know that the answer is often more deep and painful than they ever wanted to admit aloud. The parent typically finds that the answer is much more personal and out of their control than they ever wanted to imagine. And an expression of hopelessness begins to take over their face. 
you know me, I'm a firm believer in the fact that we are never truly hopeless and that through understanding and compassion, there's always a way out. There always is. So I begin with someone who is cutting by understanding them as a person and not trying to fix the problem. What makes you you? What do you enjoy about life? What do you enjoy about your friends? What are your favorite movies or songs? What is the hardest part of your day? What would you change about your past? What would you change about your friends or your friends' past? If you step in with intent to change the behavior, stop the cutting, then you'll only make it worse. Always. Cutting, at least from where I stand, is no different than any other thing that we go to in order to reduce psychological pain. Television, drugs ranging from alcohol to meth, internet videos, video games, excessive working out, excessive socialization, excessive personal laziness, intentional ignorance or denial, uh, personal elitism, the list goes on and on. We all have things that we go to to reduce the reality of our pain. So to me, cutting is just another thing we can do to escape. I recognize there's some uh, deeper worries that come from this, certainly physically, but I still want to emphasize that. It's also important to note that cutting tends to have an internal reward system for the mind and body. Someone is hurting, so they cut. Typically, they are angry at themselves or at a situation, and cutting gives them a sense of control. From that control, they either self-punish or respond to the internal pain. After the initial pain of putting a razor blade to the wrist or stomach or inner thigh, the body produces a chemical called serotonin that offers a personal boost or reward or feeling of relief by the action of doing good. If this seems odd, uh, think about it like this. Have you ever made a mistake and beat yourself up in your own mind in order to prevent yourself from making that very same mistake again? Did it give you a sense of accomplishment? Did you feel like, through the shame and personal browbeating, you would never make that horrible, horrible decision ever again, and thus, eventually, did it offer you some sort of reward or release of serotonin? Did it work? Probably not. So you, most likely, if you're like me, can beat yourself up again, even harder this time, to really make sure that you wouldn't fail yet again. But that didn't work either. So the cycle keeps going. You browbeat more and more, trying to get the right result out. Are you following me now? So simply not beating yourself up or simply not cutting is an easy idea to offer, but absolutely foolish to pursue. So when I'm getting to know someone and I discover why they are cutting, I want to find where shame is. My goal is to hear 
where that shame has entered. I aim to help them recognize their implicit value, show them how to treat their past selves with the same compassion and forgiveness that they usually tend to show others fairly easily, and I finally offer them ways to embrace reality instead of running from it. Uh, typically, this comes in the form of conversations, time spent with others, and enjoying activities. I could talk all day on the subject, particularly because of the social misunderstanding of the subject and our propensity to treat someone dealing with cutting as a weirdo or different. However, I'd like to land this introduction to cutting with a few simple statements. First, the more you can see someone is just like you, the more you can hear the real source of hurt. The more you see the response, cutting, as it were, through the lens of compassion, which may start with self-education, the more you see the person that you love as the person they are. And finally, the more you can say, me too, to the root of their pain, the more they will share their life with you. And our greatest goal is to share our lives with the people we love. Thank you for joining us for the Restoration Counseling Podcast. Our podcast is a product of Restoration Counseling of Atlanta, located in Roswell and Woodstock, Georgia. If you'd like to ask questions or inquire about counseling, please feel free to do so. You can email us at info at restorationcounselingatl.com. Again, that's info at restorationcounselingatl.com. If you'd like to contact Jared, please feel free to email him at jared, J-A-R-E-D, at restorationcounselingatl.com. Thank you. Thank you.